This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley. I'm joined by our ATP Tour senior handicapper, Sean Calvert. Both of us are in different countries. Both of us are ATP Tour events this week. Sean is joining us live from Mallorca, where he's been at tennis today at the Mallorca Open. And I'm in Eastbourne, uh, sunny Eastbourne, as you can see behind me, the coast behind me. A very typical Eastbourne hotel, as Sean has said there. I'm at the Eastbourne Championship here. It's an ATP Tour event and a WTA event. Uh, Sean, how are you, mate? Well done. Uh, good couple of days, and uh, looks like you're having a great time out there. The weather looks fantastic. It's it's incredibly hot here, actually. It, it was all right yesterday because there was there was a bit of breeze around, um, but there was no breeze at all today. It was like a cauldron in there. It was so hot. There was not a breath of air, and it was it's about it's about nine, well, eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight in in Fahrenheit. About sort of twenty eight, twenty nine gets up to about thirty ish uh, Celsius. So it's it's hot. It is very hot, but you know, I'm not going to complain about that. It's, um, you know, it's when it rains that I start to complain. Well, you've, you've been unlucky with the weather. So you've been away. So you, you might as well make the most of it. Get, get the old suntan lotion out. Enjoy the sun. Watch a bit of tennis. I'm in Eastbourne where the weather is a bit colder today uh, over here in the UK. Weather yesterday was extremely hot. It dropped down to perfect weather here for, for tennis. But this hotel room is probably about 100 degrees. Sweat pouring from me, no air con. Probably about 200 years old as well. Yeah, and if we open up the window, we're going to get seagulls coming in. And um, I've had a few problems with seagulls in, uh, in Eastbourne. But oh, yeah, they're before. vicious. They're absolutely vicious. Oh. I've seen them take a guy's Cornish pasty straight out of his hands in Eastbourne before. They're absolutely, they're, they're, they don't muck about there. I'm not even making no that up. Making... That actually happened last time I was in Eastbourne. I think he had a Greg's sausage roll or something. The, the seagull come straight down, took it straight out of his hands. Mate, you don't want to mess with the seagulls here. Uh, anyway, and the hotel is, is roasting. Anyway, it's uh, been a good day of tennis action in both tournaments. Obviously, the countdown to Wimbledon uh, starts this week, really, really gets going. It's a tricky week. We Usually, we come on on a Monday and look at the outright markets. Yesterday, we weren't, there didn't, wasn't many lines out. It's quite tricky to get bets on for this tournament because, obviously, the timing, the schedules. Also, a lot of players withdrawing on this tournament here, the WTA event, a lot of withdrawals today. A lot of players' motivation questionable. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult time. So we've come on for an extra show today, just giving us some bets on tomorrow's action in both tournaments. Um, so we're going to start where you are, Sean. Let's start over in Mallorca. And okay. you've highlighted three matches that you want to uh, speak to us about. And the first match is Max Purcell up against uh, Filicano Lopez. Now, Filicano, I'm 50 on Wednesday, as most people will know. I had a celebration yesterday. Filicano Lopez is probably one of the, probably as old as me and you, Sean. But he's, uh, he's a plus 170 shot here. Against Purcell, minus 215. If you're going to get with Lopez in any tournament, a tournament in Spain on grass probably will be the tournament you want to be with in here. The handicap is two and a half. The totals are 23 and a half. And surprisingly for both of these players, despite their long careers, it's the first time the two of them have ever met. Now, before we break down the match, you know you're going to come onto the game and give us your, your analysis of it. 
Um, what are conditions like there? What you've seen so far? Is it quick? Is it going up to the expectation that you would expect? Um, what, 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 what's your take of the first couple of days and what you've seen on the grass courts in Mallorca? The one thing I've seen from your videos is not much grass on the courts. No, well, they're laid on top of clay courts. It's not. It's not like Eastbourne, where it's a it's a grass court um, venue. You know, the, this is normally the Mallorca Country Club. It's a private members' club. It's it's clay courts, uh, and they lay the grass over the top. So it it, it does. It's a bit. It's not different. It's not like a typical grass. It's it's kind of it's it's Spanish grass anyway, which is which anyone that's played golf in Spain compared to to the UK will know it's a very different type of grass anyway. Um, but yeah, it's it's a slightly peculiar um, grass for for most people. But um, as far as the the conditions are concerned, and just looking at the stats here, there's only been two editions of this um, previously. This is the third edition, and the, the stats wise, it, I'd say it puts it roughly about the same as sort of Queens and Haller, eighty six percent hold, seventy five point four percent first serve points one in the first two editions of this tournament. As I say, it puts it roughly the same as. Um, Queens and Haller, forty-six percent tiebreak matches. Um, so on the quicker side, I'd say it was quicker here than it than it is where you are in Eastbourne. Eastbourne's normally a little bit slower. Um, so yeah, those are the sort of conditions that we've got here in Mallorca. So given the conditions, given what you've seen uh, and your stats there, wh wh where are you siding with this one here, Lopez against Purcell? Well, this could be—I don't know whether people know—but this could be Lopez's last match. He's he's ending here. He's finishing his career this week in Mallorca. So this could be his last match. We, we could have a situation like like we had in Paris, where she, it was Gilles Simon's last match, wasn't it? And he ended up, I think he beat Andy Murray, didn't he? And then I think he, I think he ended up winning two or three matches there, didn't he? Simon at the end, right at the end yep. of his career, it was it was his last tournament. I got a feeling this could be similar because you know Max Purcell, he's not played since uh, the French Open because of an ankle injury. I saw him hitting, um, it wasn't today, it was yesterday, um, and he was still stretching out that ankle. So it's. Uh, it's a difficult situation for him, not having played at all since the French. He's got to come in, and it's going to be a packed crowd. This is on not before 4 p.m. local time tomorrow, so there's going to be a lot of people here, I think, at that sort of time coming in. Well, more than usual. There was only about 15 people here today on the centre court, but um, which is great for me, by the way. I love those sort of conditions. A lot of room. Um, I, yeah, I just think this is going to be a tough one for Purcell. I've, I've taken a, a, a bet here. Um, I've taken Lopez to win the first set at, at plus 150. It's a very unique situation. This Purcell's got a lot to deal with. He's, he, he'll know it's Lopez's last match. He hasn't played since the French Open. I think this is going to be a tough one for him to deal with. Lopez can still play. You know, he was very unlucky to lose to to Rindikinesh, um in qualifying at uh, Queens. He won eight more points in that match um, than Rindikinesh. Ended up losing it in a final set tiebreak. So he's still he's still got the level. Um, it's obviously a much lower level than we saw um, when he was at his peak when he was when he was winning these sort of grass court tournaments, but. It's still good enough, and I think he's going to be massively motivated to come out and uh, you know put on a show for his for, his, for the Spanish uh, spectators in what what could potentially be his last match. So, if you're siding with the Lopez play on the well, your your official pick is Lopez to win the first set. Do you think that anyone looking at the totals here, twenty three and a half, if he wins the first set, and you expect him to yeah. fade, maybe look at two one per cell and, or the overs as well. But the, the the official pick would be definitely just to be taking the Filipino Lopez to win the first set. Yeah, because as I said, Purcell's rusty. He's not played since the French. This will be his first match on grass um, this year. He's a former semi-finalist where you are, actually, in Eastbourne. Um, Comrade was last year, the year before he made the semis there. But lacking lacking match play um, and, and a tough situation for him. So I could certainly see this one going long. Yeah, I can't see Lopez just, just fading away, sort of 6-3, 6-4. I'd be very surprised if that sort of thing happened.
That match starts at 10 a.m. Eastern time. So make sure you check the Bet Rivers website. There's about 28 different markets available on that match as we speak, and more to come over the next few hours. That's tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern time. So you can have a lie in. And obviously, if you want to have a bet on the match and you can't flick around on your television channel to find the channel that's screening this match, don't worry. Place the bet on the Bet Rivers website and you can live stream it on whichever you tablet, your tablet, your phone or your laptop or your computer at home and watch the match. So Lopez to win the first set is the first bet from Sean. Uh, one thing I was going to say, Sean, it's um, I I, uh, I was standing at the, surprisingly for me, I, this, is, this is surprisingly, I was standing at the bar today, um, mm. which is uh, very much unlike me. Mm. I was standing there and a guy come up to me and he said, uh, hello, Nigel. And I thought, like, I thought, do, 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 do I owe this guy money or something? What, what, how, does, how does he know me? And... Um, so, man, I said, I'm a big follower of the podcast. I watch uh, watch every podcast and download the show. His name was John. And I said, I give him a shout out on the podcast. So he says uh, he follows us all and he's delighted with the work that we do. And he, and he said he'd be tuning in this evening when he comes home. Excellent. So, and he's the second person. I've been to two tournaments now. Two people have come up to me and uh, recognized us uh, from the work we do. I, here, never so, get, uh, I never get approached at tournaments. Can I well, ask you another question? I by the security if, staff, I do, but not yeah. by not by the general public. Well, that's because you haven't got a ticket for the centre court. That's why you sort you sort of wander on in there. You haven't run bumped into the uh, the old lady that we met at Queen's. Who's, uh, no, I haven't. Not not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, wonder, I wonder if you bumped. You said there's 15 people. I'm sure you might bump into. But anyway, John, thank you very much. He said, it was very glowing of you, Sean. I said you're oh, good. You're a tennis genius. I said he's sure you, you John. the right. Are you sure you are about the right show? He said yes. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the next one. Uh, Adrian Manorino up against Pella. Yesterday, if you watched Sean's video, uh, we did hear for us on our uh, on our Twitter account. He gave uh, Pella as a, as a bet on the handicap against Giron, which cashed. So you and also put him up as a potential shock on the money line. He got the money done there, and he's an outsider up against Manorino today. Manorino is minus sorry tomorrow. Manorino is minus four dollars. Uh, Pella plus three ten. The handicap here is 30, uh, three and a half, and the totals are 21 and a half. They met once before Manorino won that match, but it was a long, long time ago, back in 2016. We got the money with Pella yesterday. Uh, do you think the market is being a little bit disrespectful for him again here at plus 310? I do a bit, yeah. Um, on the statistics, you would expect Manorino to win it on his favourite surface of grass, but I'm just not entirely sure that he's fit. I saw him today, actually, Manorino. Wherever I go, I see Adrian Manorino every single tournament. Have you bumped into Jonas Elanui yet? Not yet. I'm expecting him to arrive. He's, oh, I don't think Hugo Gaston's here, is he? So he's not He's not going to be around, I don't think. But I walked I walked straight past Adrian Manorino, actually, when I was about to get on that shuttle bus. I said, hi, Adrian. Nothing. Nothing. Not even an acknowledgement of any description. Um, you could tell how hot it was today, actually, here, because Manorino was wearing a cap. On the um, on the practice court, he, he very rarely does that, but he certainly did today. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm just not sure about his fitness. He had the trainer out last week against Brody and against Diminor. Um so I'm just not sure he's fully fit. I just looked into to Manorino's um, all-time record versus fellow left-handers, fellow a left-hander as well, of course. He's actually got a better record against left-handers than right-handers. Manorino, 53% win rate compared to 45% win rate. On grass versus left-handers, he's 7-1 win-loss in his career, um, Manorino. But here's the thing. He's lost the opening set in five of those eight matches. And this is a match between two players that do tend to start very, very slowly. I mean, I was I was a bit nervous, I'll be honest, at the start of that um, 
match between Pella and and Giron yesterday. Giron was was hammering him. He was like, it could have been five one up. I think he was five one up. Um, at the very very slow start from Pella, and he does do that, and he kind of gets into it, and that's what he did against Giron. He worked his way into the match and, and ended up winning it, which was which was great for him. Um, you know, because he needs the points. He's he's ranked three hundred thirty three in the world right now, Guido Pella. Um, he's having to use protect, uh, protected rankings to get into these tournaments. I think his case is a little bit unusual because um, I think if you've been out of the tour for 12 months or more, you get 12 protected ranking goes. And I think he's used six of them so far, if my calculations are correct. So he's got another six times he can use that protected ranking. Then he's going to have to just rely on the ranking that he is. So he needs to win these matches. Um, and yesterday would have been great for him. I just feel like this is one of those matches that, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit swingy. These, these two, as I said, slow starters. Um, I quite like the over twenty one and a half games here. Um, but that's a one point nine one chance of Bet Rivers. I feel like it's gonna be a tough one for for Manorin. I think he'll probably get there, but I think now that Pella's got a match under his belt, I think he'll make it tough. He's, he's certainly gonna be highly motivated. Pella, he's not gonna to want to tap out now. Now that he's got that great win over Gear under his belt. Interesting one there. So the lean would be over 21 and a half games, which is around about minus 110 currently available on the Bet Rivers website. That match is an early start, so 7.20 a.m. if you fancy that one. On Tuesday, early start, 7.20, head to the Bet Rivers website now and take that 21 and a half games on the over. Not an official pick here, but a lean from Sean on over games in Manorino Pella. Next match is, a, I think, probably a, a, an interesting one. Probably one of the best matches of the day tomorrow. It's the battle between the two young Americans. Ben Shelton against Christopher Eubanks. Ben Shelton is minus 150. Christopher Eubanks is plus 120. They've never met before on the main tour. Um, there is no lines as yet on the Bet Rivers website, but what I didn't see 10 minutes ago on, the, on a lot of the props. So they will be coming uh, as the day progresses. But just judging by the two players and on the surface, what the serves they have, it looks a long one. This it looks like an overs play for me. But I, I, I could, I would probably guess we'll be playing a very high premium, probably twenty three and a half heavy minus money, or maybe even twenty four and a half. But on the money line, Brent Sh uh, Shelton is minus one fifty, and Eubanks is plus one twenty. What do you think about this one? This is a good game. This is a good, this is a good match. This one. Yeah, it should be good. Um, this is this is one of the problems. Is um, at the time we have to record. Sometimes we don't we don't get the lines, do we? Um, just in time if the players if the players have been playing today, which which Eubanks uh, was. He was out there for quite some time, actually, on the grandstand court. So two hours and 17 minutes, I think his match was today. So he's, he'll be he'll be um, potentially a little bit fatigued tomorrow. But they've, they've met twice before um, at challenge level, both in finals, back end of last year. Shelton won on both, but there was very little in it. In terms of the service points, one and return points, one totals of those matches, it was 99 to 101. So very little in it. Um, both of those were kind of serve dominated encounters, as you would expect from these two guys. Uh, both men held serve 85% of the time in those two matches. Um, Shelton, very inexperienced on grass, as we talked about last week. He's only played two matches. You know, the two at Queen's Club that he played last week, they, they were the first time he'd stepped onto a grass court in his life. Eubanks has played quite a bit more. Um, but he's very poor. Until, yeah, it's very poor in terms of return points we've talked about this before um he's played 29 matches on grass at all levels eubanks that's not just at main level this is um lower levels as well and qualities and stuff um and he's only won 32 percent of return points which is not great 
Um, Shelton in the two matches he played at Queen's Club last week, 33.7% of return points. So again, pretty low. You would, you would expect this to be a serve-dominated encounter. I haven't seen the lines yet, but um, maybe set one tie-break would be interesting there. Um, over games, uh, tie-break played, all that sort of stuff. Um, not seeing the lines, but that's kind of where this match is headed, I would, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely agree with that. This one looks a real long game. Look for over one and a half sets. Uh, sorry, over two and a half sets. Look for uh, anything that's really around tie breaks and big serves and, and, and lots of games. I think this is going to be a very interesting game, very serve dominated. So Shelton Eubanks, a real big all-American clash over in Mallorca. Now, we're coming over to where I am in Eastbourne today. Uh, tomorrow's match, we've got three matches we're going to talk about there. But before we talk about the matches... Today, uh, I watched uh, a few people warming up, a lot of players on the practice courts. I watched Taylor Fritz on the practice courts. Huge amount of crowd watching Taylor Fritz, the American number one. Um, those are kids getting those big tennis balls signed by Taylor Fritz. Uh, me trying to get a selfie with him. You know, I, I tried to approach a selfie with him. Um, I managed to happening? finally get... Sorry? It wasn't happening or did he do it? No, I got one. It's, oh, it's, on, it's, on, the, it's on the Twitter page. But as soon as I got the selfie, someone turned around and wanted the selfie again and knocked my pims and, I, and my cucumber and everything all went all over Taylor Fritz. Did it? So, uh, yes. That's payback of, when he almost uh, ran into uh, me in Stuttgart the other week. He almost well, knocked me clean it, over. It was payback from Wimbledon. I've been waiting a long time. From right, the that Wimbledon as well, yeah. Back, don't don't, back, don't get me started match. on that again. I, I'd forgotten about yeah. that. So, I, I, it, well, it, I, I had the opportunity. Taylor Fritz had all cucumber and bits of uh, different fruit all over him for my pims that went over him. Stains so anyway, as well, that, doesn't it? Isn't it stain? Well... Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm sure he can afford a new pair of shorts. I'm sure he can. <laughs> There's a lot of merch there. He can get some shorts. No problem. Uh, anyway, three matches we've got tomorrow. First one, interesting. I, I think this is. I think this is quite an interesting market. I don't know um, where you're coming in here, but I, I'm guessing probably being you being usual, you're looking at the outsider, and I, I think this is a little bit of a wrong price here. Uh, Brody, the two British affair. Uh, Brody minus two seventy five against. Is it Twinseski? Twinseski. I think it's Choinsky, but I, I stand to be corrected on that. I could be wrong. Well, I'm sure your pronunciation over mine all day of the week. So Choinsky plus 215. They met twice before. Choinsky's won them both, and he's a plus 215 underdog here. Three and a half games is the handicap, and 22 and a half is the total. Um, the one thing, you know, I, I look at I look at sometimes in tennis players, and I look at stuff, and I watched Brody last week at uh, Queen's Club, and he didn't have a very good tournament. Obviously, he got beat by Manorino, and he had a great chance to win it. But then I watched him as a commentator. And I watched him as a TV pundit, and he was absolutely brilliant. And um, he made it to himself. You know what? It could be my time to uh, to, to to go into to TV commentary because I thought he was he showed so much personality. He was a real charming guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. He's really a nice good guy. guy. So Choinsky here plus two fifteen leads two 0 in the head to head. Um, I'm leaning towards the outsider here, the underdog. Are you the same? I'm not sure he can he can win it, Choinsky. What well, he can't. I'm not sure he's going to win it, but I think he'll give a, a better account of himself than than the odds suggest. I think it's I think these odds are a little bit a little bit disrespectful, to be honest. Um, as you said, they played twice before during the the Battle of the Brits. I mean, Brits is slightly pushing it. He's he's German born of Polish descent. Um, <laughs> plays plays obviously for Britain. Um, it was during COVID that times, wasn't it? They they put this tournament on, didn't they? The Battle of the Brits um, during the during the sort of COVID time when all the all the tournaments were were cancelled and, and what have you. Um, Choinsky was priced up two point four three, so plus one forty three. They played twice within a matter of days. He was plus one forty three, 
won in straight sets. Then he came down to even money for the second match. He won that one in straight sets as well on hard courts. So he's obviously not going to fear Brody. He's, he's a big guy, Choinsky. Um, big game. Not not perhaps quite up to, to main level just at the minute, but Brody's record on grass is, is pretty awful. At all levels, he's only won 34% of his matches on grass, Brody. At main level, he's only won 29% of his matches on grass. I think that just comes down to the fact that he's not got particularly big weapons, Brody. He tends to win his matches by consistency um, rather than power. And that's not, not always um, something that transfers particularly well to a grass court. So I think it's fairly apparent why he struggles um, in these sort of conditions. I'm just not convinced that Choinsky's quite up to this sort of main level. Um, if you look at the service points, one return points, one totals at all levels on grass, um, Brody 98, Choinsky 94. Um, so you, you can see why Brody's favourite, but I just think they've gone a little bit too far with this. Um, mm. My lean here is over 22 and a half games at um, 1.98 with Bet Rivers. I'm not going to have a bet on it, but that's that's what I would be betting uh, if I was getting involved in this. I like Choinsky plus three and a half. I, I, I don't Same see thing, why yeah. he's plus. I don't, I don't see why he's plus two fifty. I think he's a good. I think he's a bit of value on the money line as well. But I think minus two seventy five Brody is ridiculously low odds. Yeah, you can't bet Brody on grass at that price against anybody, really. No way at all. Uh, next match we have uh, Maxime Cressy minus two twenty two uh, against Galan plus one eighty. Never met before the head to head. Uh, two and a half the handicap with Galan receiving the start. Twenty three and a half the totals. Cressy's in some terrible form at the moment. He should have beaten Holger Rune at Queen's Club. Didn't get the job done. Uh, will he get the job done here, though? Minus 222. Maybe. Um, you know, Alahi Galan, Alahi Galan can play on grass. He, he's not he's not bad against big servers either. He beat John Isner in, on indoor hard in the Davis Cup um, at some earlier point in his career. And he also lost in a final set tiebreak to Sam Querrey. So he's, he's, you know, he's not going to be uncomfortable playing big servers. Um, on grass, including qualifiers, that is at, at main level tournaments, there's, there's not a great deal in it. I mean, service points, one return points, one totals. Cress is on 103. Galan's on 100. So, you know, Galan is is competent on this surface. He, I think he beat Choinsky, didn't he, in qualies? Um, mm. Galan. You would expect Cressy to win this, but, you know, he's not exactly coming in with a whole bunch of confidence, is he, at the minute, on that after that run that he's had. I know he's not expecting to win many matches during the clay swing, but he would have thought... He would have picked up a win or two so far on grass, but but nothing. Um, the finalist here last year, a return here, you know, it might um, it might be a boost for him, um, you know, mentally as well. Just coming back to a place where he's he's had success before. Over twenty three and a half games looks highly likely here. Um, Galan plays a lot of tie breaks against big servers. Cressy, as we know, doesn't return well on grass at all. What more on any surface really? Um, set one tie break possibility. Um, a bit short though. Plus it's two point eight five plus one eighty five on the first set to go to a tie break. Perhaps a little bit short for my liking. And then some people will probably take it because it, it is pretty likely. Um, possibly a Galan on the handicap as well. I, I, I just think Cressy he'll probably get the win, but I don't think it'll be convincing. No, the conditions here are very fast, uh, very quick. The course at the moment, and obviously. There's a bit of rain forecast tomorrow as well, so I think they're going to slow it. It might be a little bit slower tomorrow, and obviously there's, there's rain expected on Wednesday as well, so the weather in the UK is going to change. So uh, we'll have to wait and see there. But Cressy, a very heavy favourite, minus 222. The final match we are going to discuss here in Eastbourne is Botic van der Sandschub up against Mikhail Yima. 
Uh, Van der Sandship is a heavy favourite, minus 150. Yima, uh, despite a head-to-head, winning head-to-head, is a plus 120 underdog. The last time they met was in 2023, this year in Dubai, where Basic Van der won. I watched Basic Van der Sandship um, practice today. He was on court. He looked quite good, actually. Uh, you, know, you know, you can't really take much into... Uh, into account, but he was serving at nice pace. He was, he, he was regularity. I know it's very, very difficult to say what you see in, in the practice session, but he was practicing with uh, Mackenzie McDonald, and uh, I, I thought he looked looked quite good. I mean, I, I question his form in recent weeks has been quite questionable, but um, what I saw from him in practice, I, I was quite impressed today actually. But he's a favourite here at minus one fifty against Yuma minus one, uh, plus one twenty, and the Swede has given him some problems in the past. He has, but I, I cannot see them. I cannot see him giving him too many problems on the grass. You know, his grass isn't Mikael Lima's surface um, by any means. If you look at the stats, um, all-time main-level grass stats: service points, one return points, one titles. Van der Zandskoop, uh is on 102, uh, which is just one point behind Cressy. It's you know perfectly respectable total, pretty decent. Um, Ema is two five win loss and 96. If we also look, if we also look at the service hold and break totals, Van der Zandskoop, one hundred and three, Ema ninety five. He just lacks the weapons, really. Ema, you know, his serve is is very, very weak. He doesn't get anything out of it at all. You know, he's got to win by playing really, really well from the baseline. He hasn't been doing that on any surface um, recently at main level. I think he's only won one of his last eight main level matches. Mikel Ema. These two met in Dubai, as you said. Um, I think it was. This year, earlier on this year, yeah, I remember that match. Actually, you, you might have been there actually, weren't you? I was there, but I didn't watch. I watched Botic van der Sandra play against. I think he played. I think he played Djokovic. I watched him play Djokovic. Okay, well, he started that match slowly, as he often does. Sometimes it just looks like he's. It looks like he's just got out of bed and sort of wandered onto the court, van der Sandra. It can be quite frustrating if you back things. He, he, he very kind of lethargic sort of body language, and that's how he was against Dima in in Dubai. But by the time you know he lost the first set, by the time the second and third sets came around. It was it was kind of one way traffic, really, which is what I would expect here. Um, I've taken him on the handicap here, Van der Zanskoop, minus two and a half games. Um, even money uh, is the price that I saw. I don't know whether the, the lines are are up yet. I know the Bet Rivers have got the lines up. They probably will have very very soon. By the time this video is out, I'm sure they will. And I, I would imagine it'd be around around about evens for minus two and a half um, mm. handicap. It's just, yeah, I mean, the, the Van der Zanskoop, as you say, coming in here, needs he, he needs to start winning because he's he's had that sulk now after that Munich final. You know, that's that's gone on long enough now. He can't, he can't, you know, still be thinking about that like six weeks later or whatever, a month later or whatever it is. Um, this looks like a good opportunity because he was supposed to play Cressy in the draw, wasn't he? Um, yeah. This is another problem that we have that with the lines, you know, you, you're looking at a match, you've gone through it and then somebody's withdrawn somewhere in the draw. I think it was Diminor in this instance. Because he was a seed, everything had to change. The matches got moved around. So now instead of Cressy, he's got Ema. If I was Van der Zansko, I'd be, I'd be much more comfortable having Ema than than having Cressy uh, as my first match. So, yeah, he let me down last week, Van der Zansko, against TFA. But yeah, TFA played great in all fairness. Um, happy to take um, the Dutchman here on minus two and a half. I think you should win this with a little bit to spare. He, to be fair. Sean, I, I, I was impressed with today. You can't, you watch practice courses, you watch practice courses, you can't really take much out of him. But you know what? I, I thought he was serving extremely well. And um, my last take from a practice court, the last person I thought would look exceptionally good at the practice court was Petra Kabitaba. 
and she won the tournament 100 to 1. So Putin Mamashanshu, he was my second. I'm like a sort of a paddock judge when you look at horse races before the horse is in the paddock. And Bosik Van der Sanchez, I they all look the same good. to me. They're all horses, aren't they? <laughs> well, there's, I don't know anything about it, but certainly I don't. Tell you different things. I, I, you look for the one that's got the, the nicest plat. That's what they say to me. And okay. they, or, or, yeah, but anyway, uh, so there you have it. They are six matches tomorrow, both in Mallorca and here in Eastbourne. Sean over in Mallorca. Uh, so, Sean, just give us a recap of your actual official picks for tomorrow. What we're going to keep on the record here. Yeah, Botic van der Zand scored minus two and a half games to beat uh, Mikel Ema around evens. And I've got to scroll all the way back up here. I remember what it is, actually. Feliciano, uh, Feliciano like Lopez um, to win the first set against uh, Purcell. That's a 2.4 plus 140 chance with Bet Rivers. Uh, now, I think I was going to tell you a little bit of a take I had today. I watched JJ Wolf today uh, play Etcheverry. And Etcheverry, I thought Etcheverry might be all right. I thought he might he had the game that might take to grass but I'll tell you what that boy can't play grass he's slipping all over the place he was all over the place he didn't know I know he might in the future but at the moment he's a, he's an auto favourite for me going into Wimbledon on any match and on a first round match he didn't know what what he was 2-2 in the first set never won a game I think he won one game after the next set and was blown away by JJ Wolf. but my take on JJ Wolf, oh my god he's a throw he, he's a cross between Adam and the Ants and Stranger Things yeah he's got, back to the uh, he's got an unusual <laughs> style hasn't he yeah, he's he's racial. So uh, American tennis today. I apologise for throwing um, a, a glass of pims over Taylor Fritz. I, I, not intentional, but I apologise. I know Taylor Fritz said he, he downloads his podcast. Uh, big thank you as well for Does John he? for following us and, and letting us know uh, that he he, he he likes Sean Calvert. He said he's a genius. I said, well, thank you very much. I, I'll let him know. But uh, I'll take you must it. have paid I'll him take for it. that. You must have asked him to t- pay. You must have said to see Nigel and tell him that. But uh, anyway, I don't think I did. No. <laughs> anyway, if you want to follow us uh, on our adventures, you can download the podcast Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. You can uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel to get an alert every time any bit of the content uh, goes live. And you can subscribe to that on YouTube at the Bet Rivers Network. And you can follow us on our Twitter and our Instagram account where you'll follow Sean's adventures in Mallorca and my adventures over here in Eastbourne on the joint handle we share, which is at Because We Win. That's our Twitter handle and also our Instagram handle. Lots of great content on there as well. Myself and Sean will be back tomorrow. There was no show, obviously, on Saturday, but we'll be back tomorrow looking ahead as we do every Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, Rory Giovanni will be looking at the talking points in tennis with James Blake, former American number one. Myself and Sean on Thursday, and then it's Wimbledon. The countdown to Wimbledon begins. Uh, the draw is announced on Friday. We'll have instant reaction, uh, the best bets on the draw, and also the best bets on the first round going into the biggest tennis tournament uh, of the world in, in Wimbledon. So it's a busy time here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for subscribing. And John, thank you very much for coming up to me and telling us the best podcast you've ever listened to. Take care. All the best. <laughs>